Hello, and welcome to another episode of the ABBA Podcast with John McDonald. Thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate your support. John would love to hear from you. You can send comments and questions on Twitter at ABBA Podcast. You can also keep in touch through the Facebook page, the ABBA Podcast with John McDonald. Podcast episodes can be downloaded from Podbean, Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify and many of the usual platforms. If the ABBA podcast isn't on your favourite platform, let us know and we'll get it sorted. Here's your host, John McDonald. Um, uh, you know, we all move on and it's good we do, isn't it? You know, yeah, uh, if, if you don't, you're standing still, aren't you? <laughs> well, the thing is, people have written books and that. I, you know, I know friends who've written books and they say, you know, some of the earlier books they've written, they, they wouldn't have written them like that now. Yeah. You know? And I have some songs that when I look back, I think, no, I wouldn't have written that now, <laughs> you know. Some of them still stand, but some of them, I think, I've kind of moved on, you know. Um, I, I think it's because what the last um, 10 years or so, I've really been obsessed with the fact of Father singing to us. Mm. that's really really impacted me yeah. uh, like songs like um, I'm not disappointed in you and things like that and I, I remember playing them to a group of leaders in um, down south somewhere and there was uh, a guy there I can't remember his name yet, but he was like a, a kind of top theologian type you know and I thought oh, what's he going to think of this you know as I'm playing it but he started crying as I was playing it. Wow. And uh, he came up to me afterwards and he said, um, he said, uh, <laughs> I can't remember what he said. <laughs> he said, this is, um, oh my goodness. I, I, you know, I can't remember what it was, but what he was saying, that's it. It was, perhaps you can cut a bit, yeah. <laughs> 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 These songs you're writing, he said, he said, I don't think you know what you're doing, but these songs you're writing are relational hymnology. Wow. Relational hymnology. It's Father's heart <clears throat> to us. Wow. It's great we sing to the Father, but part of worship also is in allowing Father to sing to us. Wow. You know? That's and he awesome. said, then these songs are relational hymnology, his relationship with us, what he thinks of us. Because it was interesting, it's been interesting, obviously, as I say, I've been listening to your music since the way back, Outrageous Grace, Hold Me In, Fairtail, you know. Fairtale Grand, um, yeah. And it's, it's seen that shift in your music. Yeah. Even, even from um, The Wine Is Alive. Right. And then 2,000 years ago, I th- what a... It almost felt like there was a huge leap, although they're they're kind of connected. Yeah. But it it felt like a huge leap between the two as well. You know, incredible. Yeah. It's it's been an adventure, you know, and um, I'm glad to have not stayed in one place. Yeah. In one ways, I have stayed in one place. You know, my relationship with the Lord is just the same, but we kind of grow, don't we? You know. Yeah. We grow and we developed and we suddenly see things we never spotted before. And I think there was a great unlearning too, you know, sure. my wife and myself, you know, we were heavily involved in the heavy duty stuff, you know, of the heavy duty prophetic stuff, some of the wild and wackiest stuff, you know what I mean? Like uh, even the Lord wondered what we're up to, you know, it was <laughs> it got a bit crazy at times. And we came to a place about 10, <clears throat> 11 years ago where it was like leaving that, it came to a place of 
putting that stuff down. It was almost like the camel going through the eye of a needle. Mm. It's like the Lord was saying, I want you to drop that baggage. I've got something fresh for you. In fact, leave the camel behind. And the camel represented everything we built up, everything we were doing, some of the big gigs we were getting and stuff, you know, like yeah. playing at big, big venues. Some of them, leave that, leave it. I want you to start something afresh. It was like a complete freshness. And, and what for? And it was for to centralize on the new covenant, on the gospel, on the good news, mm. on the cross. You know, oh. this is this is where I want you to to spend your attention and your focus on what I've done. Mm. You know, not pleading and not begging and pleading for me to do stuff, but announcing, proclaiming what I've done. Wow. You know, and that changed everything. Yeah. You know? Two thousand years ago we bled into one And when I think of it I'm drunk on your love So great is the love that you've lavished on us We are your children, oh God Now every distance has been cancelled in Christ and separations and illusion and lies So great is the love that you've lavished on us We are your children, oh God And that is what we are That is what we are We are your children, oh God And that is what we are that is what we are. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, those two albums, especially for me, were very powerful albums, The Wine Is Alive and 2,000 Years Ago, because it, they were proclamations of yeah. grace, of good news, of love, of joy, of healing. You know, it's just a beautiful and powerful songs. You know, it's... The revelation of God's grace changes everything, his great grace, you know. And, um, you know, I think of this time of lockdown uh, and, you know, I hope this comes across right, but I think it's going to, it is or it's going to be, or it is actually, a, a big shake-up mm. in the church, certainly the Sunday gathered church, you know. I agree. I think it's going to shake it up in a good way, though. In a good way. Yeah. Because I think, you know, where churches have kept, you know, Sunday gatherings, whatever, have kept people needy all the time. Mm. You know, with a constant altar call every week, dealing with stuff they need to get or they haven't got, or guilt and condemnation. Churches that have been drilling that week after week after week, keeping people in a state of need. I, I feel they're going to go on the wane. They're going to dissolve. You know, because I think when people have been forced to stay away from that, yeah, I just sense there'll be a time where people will just go, well, I, don't, I really don't need that in my life. Yeah. And they'll just stay away. But I believe the churches, you know, the Sunday gatherings, the gathered church, those that speak, you know, not, not building empire, 
not controlling, but those who speak life to people, those that build them up, those that tell them what they have got in Christ, I believe they will flourish. Amen. Because that is, that's what it's about. You know, I believe that that, that empire-building, controlling system has to dissolve. But those that speak, speak life, people will come back to those and they will grow, I believe, those that speak life and tell people who they are in Christ. You know, not telling them what's missing. You know, you need to come forward for this. You need all this dealt with constantly, stuff needing, de doubt, needing dealt with constantly in need, needy, 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 needy. No, it'd be uh, the churches that tell people, look, in Christ Jesus, <laughs> you have all this. Awesome. Inside of you is a real believer. Inside of you is the author and finisher of our faith, you know? Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, mm. preaching the gospel, preaching good news, and not preaching empire building. Yeah. There's me on my soapbox. <laughs> no, that's great. Keep, stay on it. <laughs> it's, but it's true. I, I think you, you've hit the nail on the head there, Godfrey. There's a whole shift needed from what you need, what you have to do, to mm. what's been done. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And it provides a whole different way of life. Live, yeah. That is life. Uh-huh. Where the others, I think, will just wane and yeah. dissolve and yeah. fade, which is, will be a good thing. Don't worry about that. It'll be. Oh no, no, I think it. Yeah. A winnowing, the Bible might call it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. I'm interested. I'm interested in your musical influences, Godfrey. Um, what <laughs> you know? What What were you listening to growing up as a kid? What kind of music were you listening to then? Well. My first record was David Crockett. <laughs> really? Just about wore it out. Yeah, David, David Crockett. Pat Boone. Is that right? Yeah, I can't even remember who it was. I know he, I know he did a version of it. It might not be him, but... Yeah, I'm not sure, but uh, my mum would just leave me in the front room with that record, and it was like a Bakelite kind of record, heavy. Yeah. You know? And uh, I just played that endlessly. Wow. Uh, and my sister, one, I have three sisters. You know, I'm the youngest, and... One of my sisters was, uh, she could have gone professional in, into musicals and that. She got invited to RADA and stuff. But she was in, and my mum were into musicals. So uh, I had all the, um, those musicals like uh, Porgy and Bess, uh, Oklahoma, um, South Pacific, all these films, uh, um, musicals. And I think I, I played them endlessly as well, you know. Wow. Everything's up to date in Kansas City. You know, <laughs> it sort of, uh, it taught me about melody, I believe. Right. I learned melody by listening to That's Rogers cool. and Hammerstein as a kid, you know. Wow. But then uh, into my teens, uh, I mean, there was obviously the Beatles thing and stuff like that. But uh, it, it was actually a Scottish band that really grabbed my attention. Uh, and that was the Incredible String Band. From oh, yeah, yeah. Have you heard of them? You have, yes. Yeah, yeah, from Edinburgh. Yeah, wow. And um, Robin Williamson, Mike Heron. Uh, I, in fact, I've been in touch with Robin Williamson a few times in Ellers in Cardiff. Oh, wow. A yeah, lovely guy, lovely guy. And uh, yeah, they, they were a massive influence. It showed me kind of what you can do and how you can break rules in music. Yes. Like, you know, oh, they, they definitely did that. <laughs> hey? 
they definitely did that. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they they were um, considered weird, you know. But I loved it. I loved the way that they did that, you know. And that I suppose that had a big impact on me too. Yeah. Uh, and songwriting, lyric wise, I'd say a big influence would be uh, Ray Davis of the Kinks. Kinks. Yeah, love the Kinks. Great band. And then a massive, massive array of music really that I grew up with. I was I was into prog rock, you know. Yes, and I was in a kind of prog rock type band at one point. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. The first few times I saw you, my friend and I were were convinced that you, you'd been a punk. <laughs> yeah, you know, punk, just your style, you know. Punk, Messed, messed with my life actually, punk, because the punk thing happened in 77 and we had a record uh, contract lined up with, I think it was EMI or, or one of the big companies and it got dropped, our, our, our record company contract got dropped because they only wanted punk bands and we oh. weren't, you know, we were like prog, <clears throat> really, prog pop I suppose. You know? uh. Um, so yeah, so no, I wasn't, I, I, I was quite um, brassed off about the punk thing. <laughs> I bet you were, I bet you were, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But, but, it's but I like it now though, I enjoy the energy, I, I think the energy of it was yeah. right, it needed to happen. Yeah. You know, that punk thing had to happen where it just got rid of all the people being too clever, you know, in the prog rock scene. You know. <laughs> Is there any modern music that you, you like listening to that you think, yeah, I like those guys or I like that that stuff? Wow. I'm going to sound like a real oldie now, aren't I? You know, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, 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 there's, not, there's not a lot that really grabs me, to be honest, you know. I suppose because I'm not now a music junkie. Yeah. You know, when I was in my teens and 20s, I... I remember saving up uh, my first with my first job as a darkroom printer, you know, getting seven pounds a week and saving up to get uh, We Time and a big, huge, uh, incredible string band, a double album, you know, and I just treasured that album and I'd just play it endlessly, you know, wow. and it was a big deal buying an album. So you, and you, you sort of, you know, you, but now it's, everything's like uh, sound bites almost, you know, yeah. you, people don't buy albums anymore, do they really, you know? Uh-huh. And listen to the whole album, you know, it's like a track or whatever. And I, I'm not really that familiar with the whole iTunes thing. I, I, I yeah. keep keep getting confused by it now, you know, I'm not sure what's going on. I, yeah, I, I find myself, there are some modern things I like, but I find myself repeatedly going back to the 70s, yeah. <laughs> to the stuff that I listened to growing up as a teenager, you know, yeah. um, from Nazareth and, you right. know, back in Turner Overdrive to... Yeah. underground and and some of the punk stuff the clash the stranglers yeah, you know, yeah i find myself repeatedly going back to that and bowie and t-rex of course oh yeah yeah i saw t-rex yeah i saw I them. remember them when they were trinosaurus rex you know oh, i don't I, I don't remember them that back that far they were they were as weird as the string band then they used to get laughed <laughs> at you know they were very unusual trinosaurus rex uh, deborah and all that yeah, yeah. Yeah, they, they were great. But um, yeah, I mean, I do occasionally hear stuff and I think that's that's really good, you know, the new stuff, you know. Uh-huh. But I, like I say, I, I, you know, I, I don't really buy stuff these days, but, you know. But it was in, I mean, I've heard you speak, obviously, and play, and, and something struck me that your musical influences actually go way back beyond the 60s. 
In fact, they go way back beyond the twentieth century, even, don't they? Well, well, that would be the musicals, you see. You know, the um, or even back further than that. You know, Uncle (laughs) Uncle Jim. (laughs) All right, yeah, (laughs) yeah. That was a a strange revelation. I was travelling with Martin Scott, um, who's this prophetic guy who travelled all over the nations with this thing called um, sowing seeds for revival. You know, and I was part of you know, the group that traveled with him and I'd go there writing songs on the on the road, you know. Uh, but my dad had told me, you know, our family are Moravians uh, way back, you know, he said, uh, and so, certainly on our family tree, it's like Moravian ministers all over it, you know. Wow. And uh, so we discovered this Moravian um, settlement in Leeds when we were in Leeds on Sowing Seas for Revival. And I have a cousin who's a bishop, Bishop Geoffrey Bertel, who's he's died now. He died about uh, 10 years ago. But he was on the Moravian settlement in Leeds in Pudsey. And we went and he said, I said, can we bring a team over? So we, we all went over and he's showing us round, my cousin, he's showing us round this uh, Moravian settlement. And he picks out this table and chair and he said, this table and chair, Godfrey, believe, belonged to one of your ancestors. And he was a hymn writer. Uh, James Montgomery and uh, you know he wrote several hymns like uh, Angels from the Realms of Glory and uh, that's a famous that's a well-known hymn yeah he wrote a few that were quite well known but that one I guess is a a Christmas one Angels from the Realms of Glory you know and stuff like that and so um, I thought what you know and like Martin Scott's like you know that's that's (laughs) mind-blowing you got a hymn writer and here's you writing stuff you know I went and checked my family tree and I found him you know way way down like off lots of branches he was quite a way off in tiny writing but I found him James Montgomery and uh, so I call him Uncle Jim and I started to uh, rewrite some of the melodies of some of his songs, there was one, Lift Up Your Heads, Your Gates of Brass. That's a great song. Which had a very kind of miserable uh, kind of melody. It was lift up your heads, you get, you know, it was like that. <laughs> but I saw it as lift up your heads, you gates of brass, you know, and re- rewrote the melody to it. And, wow. and yeah, you see. prayer meeting yeah yeah wow. well well um i guess <laughs> you know I, I went over to uh, germany east germany to hernhut where all that kicked off you know and 
some writers of books about the hundred year prayer meeting and I can't remember their names now that have came out in recent years very much the, the Moravians there that I met they said a lot of it has just been made up you know really? they said because they, they made making out there's a tower there at Hernhut and they're making out that this is where they had a hundred year prayer meeting you know and they said it wasn't the hundred year prayer meeting was home to home it was in the homes, you know, passed on home to home. And it's yeah. still going on now. Wow. You know, they still, they still do it. Right? Yeah. Wow. yeah. So it wasn't in one place. <laughs> yeah. It's described in a certain book. I can't remember it now. But. It's, inter it's interesting because James Jordan, who leads Father Heart Ministries, James speaks about um, kind of waves of revival. And he speaks about the Moravians as being like really the forerunners of the missionary movement. Right. That, that came out of that prayer meeting. Yeah. You know, which yeah. is, I guess, how Uncle Jim got to Leeds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and I think he, you know, the the Montgomery side of it will be Scottish, wouldn't it? It's a, it's a very Scottish name, Montgomery, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were, they, they were unusual people. And all the ones I met who were still Moravians in my family, uh, very quiet. Very quiet. I went to like uh, one of their meetings on the Mor Moravian settlement, and it's just very, very. Um, that's what it comes across. They're very peaceful, uh -huh. you know, and uh, very loving. You know, impressed me. You know, that's what impressed me with the ones who are currently Moravians and that. You know, it's interesting. Well, it also feels a little dusty these days, but. Do you know what? I, I don't worry about things like that yeah. these days because to me it's about their heart and their heart was good, mm. good you know, and uh, I, I don't, I'm, I'm not too worried what the, their meetings are like. Yeah. You know? It's interesting, <laughs> isn't it? We, we speak of people like the Moravians or the Amish or that as sects of Christianity, yeah. but actually sometimes the um, they uh, hold dear more truly the, the, the heart of, of Christian faith, like you say, the peace, the gentleness, the love, the, you know? Yeah, I wonder, if, you know, it's like the parts of the body, isn't it? You know, some, they carry that, maybe that's something they carry, that peace yeah. and, that, and that, that just surety and, uh, oh. you know, and uh, I, I think it was them, wasn't it? They used to go off to Africa with uh, the belongings in a coffin, like, you know. They, yeah. They had, they had that kind of, um, and they were so assured, you know, in that peace, which is a good thing to have, <laughs> to know but, they, they knew who they were. Yeah, well, it's kind of different from, and I, I don't, I'm not trying to slag anyone off, but, but it's very different from kind of mainstream Christianity, as we know it today in America and the UK and, you know. Yeah, um, but it, like I say, it takes all kinds, I suppose, isn't it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess it does. You know, it's like in the family, you know, you get someone very quietly and quiet and those are the people you'd like to go to for some wisdom or whatever. And you, you have those who are like brash and what's it that you want to have a laugh with, you know what I mean? <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's all these different yeah. aspects of of uh, the body, isn't it? You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's all, it's all valuable and I'm sure the Lord loves it all, really. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, sure he does. Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> I'm sure he, he, I'm sure he laughs at us when we say, "Oh, I don't like that." 
Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. But I'm very drawn to that kind of more peaceful, contemplative style. You know, well, that's a sign of your age, uh, John. Uh, probably, it probably is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll be well. I'll be that's sixty. Years, so yeah, it probably is. Speaking of which, I mean, you've you've kind of moved around the country a little bit, haven't you? Chorley, Lincolnshire, Wales. Yeah. Well, born in Chorley. Um, yeah, I love Chorley. You know, I love Lancashire. Uh, but yeah, I moved around a bit with my job, you know, when I was a photographer, you know, we lived in South Wales, lived in Derby and places that was a, as a photographer, then went back to Lancashire. But then, uh, you know, when I started traveling and that, I wanted to be somewhere where there were other people who traveled because mm. it's kind of a strange thing traveling, you know, and I think sometimes when, particularly when you're starting, you've got a lot of questions, you know, like, <laughs> this, that and the other, you know, is this okay? Is that okay? You know, and, and of course at Lincoln was Chris Bowater and uh, Trish Morgan were both traveling uh, ministries, you know, and I suppose I wanted to be uh, around some folks where I could sound off as to what I was doing and stuff. And that was one of the reasons we moved there, you know, and we had a great few years there, you know, involved in grapevine and stuff like that. But then, like I say, you know, we sort of, sometimes we, we come to a place where um, we, we uh, move on, you know, we, uh, and go forward, you know, with uh, what the Lord has to us. And I think coming here to Cornwall, this beautiful Celtic land, uh, is we're in the right place. We're in the right place, you know. And uh, so it's it's it, it's good. <laughs> it's good to uh, sense where the Lord is leading. Yeah. And Cornwall's not inspiring you to write any kind of sea shanties or. Well, <laughs> you know, we moved in here last March, just before um, lockdown, and we're in a, an apartment. Um, you know, we, we didn't buy a house. We were going to get a house, but just it was just got so complicated. So we got this apart, apartment, which is really close to the sea, which we were keen on. But it's not very large, and um, and um, there's nowhere really to kind of lock myself away and write, you know. But, do you know, I feel that's in God's plan in a way. I feel I've needed a, a little bit of a break from writing, and I haven't really written a lot this year because a lot of people are saying oh in lockdown you must be really in inspired and I have but uh, I've been inspired with photography and things wow. and uh, and just uh, sitting by the sea you know and I've not felt um, the Lord encouraged me to uh, write songs it's been a time but I will I, I will do again I'm sure, sure. Um, but if I don't I'm okay I'm happy I'm happy with the 25 albums I did or whatever. It was, you know, I'm happy to have done that and I'm happy to kind of uh, grow gracefully, you know. <laughs> oh, no, you don't want to do it gracefully. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. But, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't feel disappointed that I'm not writing, if you know. Yeah. I'm not thinking, oh, I should be writing, I should be writing. No, it's okay. Sometimes it's okay to just stop what you're doing, you know. Yeah. Well, that's not your walk with the Lord, the writing, is it? That's just something that spills out from it. 
Yeah, yeah, and and it, but also, you know, I, I you know, I, I do definitely feel that, um, you know, what I've done there and that that uh, journey of those albums really they, they ex explain the adventure of it from. Yeah from the start to finish, you know, including one in the middle there called Dread God, you know, which is quite a scary album and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, right through to, to Grace, you know, and what, what, what I really thoroughly believe in is God's grace and the finished work of the cross. And, and it's almost like, uh, look no further. This, this is the deal, you know what I mean? This is the deal. And uh, so that, that, that to me is, it's just just so wonderful to to know who we are in Christ. Mm. And, uh... There's no need to press in when I'm already here. No point in wearing yourself out on a treadmill. living my life, knowing who I am, okay. living in the freedom, you know, not on the condemnation, not under, you know, do this, do that, but knowing who I am in Christ. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I was interested, like you said, 25 albums or whatever, and I, real, I realized that all but two of them have been recorded live. Was that a, a, a purposeful decision you took to record live or was it an accident or? Yeah. Was there two that weren't live? There was one in Nashville and one. Nashville one and did you not yeah, one, population one as well or something? Yeah, 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 you're right. <laughs> I don't even know what I've done. <laughs> um, well, the first one I did um, in 97, I think it was, um, in 98, 98, was 
the only reason I did it live is because I hadn't got any money <laughs> <laughs> to, to go in the studio and do it properly, you know. So all I could do is more or less mic everything up and just do it, warts and all. Yeah. And so including the, the, the folks there singing, you know, so my, you know, so it was all there and it had people, you know, shouting, burping, whatever, you know I mean? It was all in there, you know, one person clapping on their own or whatever, you know, it was just, it had it like, like it just, what happened happened with, and we didn't do any, um, you know, editing hardly. This was what happened. And, uh, anyway, put that out as a CD and, um, but the feedback came back with people saying, we like this because it's like, we're actually there. You know, it's not, it's not like polished, mm. it's raw, rough and ready. And we like it because of that, which was, you know, nice to know really, because I, I carried on that route as it were. I thought the live thing is a way because, yeah. because you hear the songs working as well, you know. So like the second album we did, there was uh, an album we did recorded in Sheffield live. And through one of the tracks uh, called Wildfire, and a, a woman screams nearly all the way through it. Like going, ah, I've heard that, yeah. <laughs> you know, so we finished the recording at the end and that was part of the thing because I didn't like stopping and starting. I didn't like yeah, do yeah. a track, stop, do an extra. No, I just got all the way through, continual. And then at the end, someone came up and said, you're going to have to redo that wildfire. That woman was just screaming all the way through. I said, yeah, it was amazing, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I, to me, that was, you know, she didn't intend doing that. It yeah. was part of what happened. So, we, so like as a journalist, it was journalistically catching what was happening during the songs, you know, mm. and so carried on that route, you know. Wow. So, <laughs> so you've done all of that. So why go to Nashville to record in a studio? <laughs> right. Um, Good question. <laughs> <laughs> You're not quite sure yourself. <laughs> I uh, kind of, uh, you know, fell in the slipstream of this going to uh, Eastbourne to Mission Worship Conference. They, they kind of brought me in to do worship and stuff. And uh, I, I actually loved going. Uh, you know, I had a great time with folks there and stuff like that. But uh, it was decided with uh, Kingsway, as it was then, to do an album with me. But I didn't realise it would be a studio album. Right. And uh, but it, it was, and uh, you know, I kind of went ahead thinking, well, here we go, a studio album. You thought you were going to the Grand Old Opry. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, you know, pick some of the songs that I'd written, and then I'd go to Nashville. And basically, you know, I'd sit through while the musicians did all the backing tracks. They're absolutely brilliant Nashville musicians, <laughs> top of the range musicians, you know, they played with um, Emmylou Harris and people like that, you know. Um, and then I just sang, I didn't even play the guitar. Oh, wow. To the tracks and... And so I thought, well, I, I couldn't even see what was happening. You know, <laughs> I wasn't really involved in the mixing or anything, you know. Wow. And, um, and the album arrived through our letterbox, you know. 
and Jill and myself put it on. Um, no offense to those who put that album together. <laughs> One guy in particular, I, I really like him, you know, who was producing that. But Jill and myself, we, we more or less just wept, you know. Mm. It was like, we thought, this isn't me. You know? yeah. It's not me, it's just too nice. <laughs> it's too perfect. It was too perfect. You know what I mean? It, it didn't. It didn't catch me. You know, and I think um, session musicians and that are very good if you want to do a pop song and get it absolutely precise and everything done to click tracks, yeah. to slow down anywhere. You know what I mean? Uh, whereas what, what I was doing was not. I wasn't doing. That's not me. You know, and I. I I'm part of catching what's happening with the corporate rather than just the coldness of a song, you know. Yeah. Now, some people liked it. Apparently, the radio, uh, you know, Premier, not Premier, one of them anyway, said, oh, we really like this. It's something of yours we can actually play now. Because I was going to say, it's much more radio friendly. Yeah, yeah, well, that's it, you know, and stuff like that, um, which I thought, well, that's fine, you know, but it's not me, you know. <laughs> well, hopefully it encourages people to go and discover the real Godfrey. <laughs> but it, it must have been quite yeah, difficult because, you know, I've been involved with bands most of my life and I've been in recording studios and it's a lot of just sitting around doing nothing. Oh, man. You know, oh, so man. that must have been difficult. Oh, yeah, it's the boring places. You'd think they'd be really exciting, but they're not actually. There's a lot of waiting around while the engineers do this and check this. And I'm not, um, um, what do you call it, keen on getting it so precise. Yeah. You, know, um, you know, I don't worry about that. You know, I sort of, uh, I let things go. You know, so in the live album, said there's something happened, you know, there's, that or whatever, I'll just let it go. I, I, I you know, I, I'm not bothered about the engineer spending ages to get rid of a hand clap or something. You know what I mean? Um, to me, it makes no difference. Most people who listen to them, they they wouldn't know anyway. You know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. There is a perfectionist thing in a lot of studios, but the guy who I work with, Dan Bowater, that's Chris Bowater's son, he did most of my live albums. He was brilliant because he knew exactly what I wanted. He knew that I, I didn't want it over polished, you know. Yeah. Uh, he knew he wanted, I wanted it, and he managed to do it to capture that live feel, yeah. you know, without making it some kind of something that belongs somewhere else. Anyway, but uh, a lot of credit goes to Dan Bullwater. If you're ever doing a live album, he's the man to get. He's brilliant. Yeah. When I love Of authority, 
I can't see lust for power I can't see manipulation I can't see rage or anger Or selfish ambition So what what is God doing with you nowadays, Godfrey? I know you're still in, you're in Cornwall, you're enjoying the photography, but what is he doing anything in your, your heart, in your life? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm living my life. I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm enjoying my life, you know, and uh, being by the sea. Uh, and uh, sometimes I just walk down to the beach. I, I, I go with Jill a lot, my wife, and we have picnics on the beach and just listen to the waves. And oh. sometimes I go on my own and I take a chair and just sit there for an hour or two. Mm. Um, just listening to the still small voice and uh, being encouraged, you know. Uh, find a lot very encouraging. And um, I think my days of, well, I know my days of uh, touring are over. You know, I'm not, I'm not going here, there and everywhere. Sure. But I'm not sad about it, you know. I'm, um, I enjoy where, where I am, you know. I've had an amazing life, incredible opportunities. The doors that opened for me were just incredible, you know, that, that happened. The places I've been to, all the places I've been to, absolutely amazing, such a privilege, you know, and this is a, a, a different time, you know, and uh, I'm enjoying the sights just as much. Uh, I just know I couldn't do that now, you know. <clears throat> Leonard Cohen had a line in a song where he said, I ache where I used to play. <laughs> mm which kind of, uh, I am at that a little bit, of, you know, a bit of the old arthritis and stuff. <laughs> I couldn't do the punishing airport thing and what have yeah. you, and place after place after place after place. I couldn't do that anymore. But like I said, I'm going to do the odd one uh, here and there uh, with friends, you know, where they, you know, I've been asked to do one or two things and I'll do it with them, but I'm not doing night after night after night thing again. You know, it was great fun. But, uh, you know, is it, I'm not afraid of, I, I won't say it's retirement, but I'm not afraid of retirement. You know, people, some Christians think, no, you never retire. But it's not a bad thing to kind of slow down Yeah. when you get it's older. Just, you know? you, Don't go full on all the time. It'll kill you, you know. Yeah, just but then again, the, another thing to be wary of that I have noticed is when, if you do slow down, try not to die, you know. <laughs> 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 you know, you gotta. That's why I. Do yeah, that, that kind of puts a dampener on things. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I go down to the sea. That's why we live here, I believe. Because yeah. there's yeah. beautiful coastal walks, and you know. And uh, as I say, I'm really into photography at the moment. You know. Um, 
is it just a hobby for yourself or you, you yeah, intend to do anything with my, the photos? Every day on my Instagram page, uh, I put mm. a picture, uh, you know, of, of the sea or whatever, you know. Yeah. I tend to find something every day. It's different every day. Every day I walk by the beach and uh, by the sea. Mm. I could when, take the same place, but it looks different because of the lighting. And I was going to say, you get incredible light down there in Cornwall. Yeah. Oh, the oh. most amazing rainbows I've ever seen. Yeah. 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 I see, my mum's in Lou. She looks... She's up in the hill looking out over the harbour. Yeah. You get incredible views of the, the light and the, like you say, the rainbows and the clouds and it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's funny, I was, when you were speaking there about slowing down and I was reminded of that Martin Joseph song, you know, it's a young man's game. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought, yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah, I think it's, it's a blessing from the Lord to, uh, have a time of uh, slowing down. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really, I take this as a blessing yeah. that I'm not constantly traveling anymore. Yeah. You know, doing that all your life to me would be crazy. You know, well, I, found, where, yeah. you I know. found that during this lockdown. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, up until January, I mean, I've been traveling six or seven months of the year. Yeah. You know, for a decade almost. Yeah. And I found during this lockdown, I've loved being at home. Yeah, yeah. It's been so great. And yeah. it's, I'm kind of like, I don't want everything to go back to normal next year because I don't want to travel. <laughs> <laughs> well, we found that when they left the lockdown. What are all these cars doing here? You know? <laughs> <laughs> I well, I think the interesting thing is, you know, you were saying earlier about how people um, have been in this situation where they've always been kept needy. Yeah, but lockdowns exposed them to to actually instead of keeping them away from what God's saying, it's actually exposed them to a greater variety of, of voices because of everyone's on on the internet now. Yeah, yeah. With meetings yeah. and prayer meetings and and so there's there's an exposure to a greater voice of of wow God's doing this somewhere like this. Yeah, oh, I think yeah. that's the interesting thing. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people are discovering that folks who are coming on to their, their Sunday videos or whatever are not churchgoers. Mm -hmm. That's the amazing thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, and it's people who would never go into their church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But they're able to sit in their pyjamas and their coffee yeah. and just hear something good, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, wow. and that's why I like going to the pubs and places, you know, because in the pubs you get people that would probably never go to a church. Yeah, yeah. yeah I look at the pubs as church. The, in where we lived in a village in Eagle, I looked at the pub as my the lo the village pub. I looked at that as my church. You know, that's awesome. The people in there, you know, and you know, I, I'm missing actually uh, this Christmas. I did carols in the pub every Christmas, you know. Oh, wow. It used to be packed out with the whole pub singing carols, you know. We'd have the wow. words on the screens and everything with the carols. And it's amazing how many people, the first year I did it, didn't know the carols. Really? Didn't know the carols, yeah. Wow. They didn't know them. I thought, I, I just assumed they were universally known. Yeah, no, I think there's like a generation that didn't really know like Wesley's carols and stuff yeah. like that. You know, like Jingle Bells and stuff sure. like that. 
but some of the heavyweight Wesley stuff, you know, come all ye faithful. Wow. And like, What's this, wow. you know? <laughs> but they all, they're, they're very singable, aren't they? That's a beautiful. Yeah, definitely. They sound great in a pub as well. I bet they do. With, with the rawness of, you know, the pub kind of sound of people out of tune or whatever, you know, it all gives it part of the atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. Oh, that's, a, that's so sad that you can't do that this year. Yeah, I was hoping to do it here in Cornwall, but uh, maybe next year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, if I'm, if I'm down for Christmas at my mum's, I might pop in. Aye, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> for, Chris, for Christmas Eve carols. <laughs> <laughs> Godfrey, it's been an absolute pleasure and joy to speak with you. Um, well, thanks, John. I've lovely. loved it. It's been nice to talk. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Now, if people want to check out your music, you have a website still running, yeah? Godfreyb.com. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. There is, you know, you can get uh, CDs off off that. People don't tend to buy them these days, do they? Yeah, it's generally downloads. Yeah, it is. You know, but I, I, I've said uh, before lockdown, I was holding CDs up at places. Where I was going in and say, "These are the future." You know, <laughs> get your CDs for the future. <laughs> You know, when all when all the internet's busted down and that, you know, but where are my CDs? <laughs> That's it. Come the apocalypse, you'll need a CD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, and it's the usual iTunes and stuff, you know, you get stuff too. Yeah. 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 But once again, my friend, thank you so much. Uh, I've loved you. hearing your perspective uh, and your passion and your love for people. It's it's infectious and I hope that people catch some of that as they listen to this and watch the video. Well, bless you. I really enjoyed it. Good. Thank yeah. you. And blessings to Scotland. Bonnie's oh, we'll receive it. <laughs> <laughs> I love Scotland. Yeah, it's great. Scotland yeah. loves you. <laughs> <laughs> well, bless you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's poisonous to my soul Unforgiveness makes my heart cold All to forgive and be forgiven Release and be released we were created to be free, to rise above the mountains. We must adjust to the dark.